Welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire fan podcast for Steven Universe. This is episode 51, and we'll be talking about Back to the Barn. I'm Sophia. I'm Patrick. No, this is Patrick, and I'm GC13. And I'm Dakota. Ha! See? It doesn't feel so good when, when somebody steals your name, <laughs> does it, Dakota? I liked it. Yeah, you would. You would, Ken. You rhythmless piece of garbage. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that nobody likes, and that... And that, uh, what was the, and who is a child? I can never show my face in public. (laughs) Man. The episode, guys. Guys, Servant Pearl confirmed. Thank you, Crewniverse. Oh, hold on, hold on. I had something prepared for this. Hold on. Nobody move. The fans were right! Oh, God. (laughs) First Servant Pearl, now we're on to Pink Diamond. Yeah, and now everyone's going to be super confident. Like, do we really need this? Like, you know, we might as well just write the rest of the show. Yeah. Like, mm. I'm pretty sure I have the next uh, next three seasons of story arcs all uh, pretty correctly <laughs> guessed at this point. Yeah. I was losing my mind when Peridot started going off about that. Was, oh, 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 we did something! We did something! Okay, so even with the promo that we saw last week, I was, like, terrified the show would pull a fast one on us. Like, Peridot's behavior would just be, like, a one-off comment, and then it wouldn't be brought up for the rest of the episode. I was like, no, that can't happen, and it didn't. It didn't happen. It was immediately after we learned just bucket loads. This is a good episode. This this is an episode that was uh, boarded by my favorite boarders that we have, uh, Jeff and Joe. Ah, uh, yeah. It definitely showed. This is a really good episode. Like it was, it was just like solid all the way through. It had good jokes, and I there was a part that I, I really related to when Stephen was like trying to push them apart, and then all of a sudden his eyes they just they get yeah. big, they just start just <laughs> just robots. amazing Stephen robots. characterization this episode. Yeah. We're building robots now. I, I see giant robots. Just classic Steven <laughs> all across the board with the box presentation and his adorable cluster puppet. Giant robots shouldn't fight. Yeah, and I'm like sitting there like, fight, 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 What fight. else should they do, Steven? They had really? Sailor Moon. What other animes do they have where he thinks the giant robots shouldn't fight? What What else should di- giant robots do, Steven? What else? Um, Breakdancing, obviously. They have ro- giant robo-competitions. Oh, God, and, c- and can we talk about that that robot battle? Like, really, just Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Watch the amazing Parabot versus Birdborg! Incredible action! And then you had Amethyst, like, she had just t- changed the TV channel and it was on baby fights. Well, now they don't have a TV anymore, thanks to Peridot. From Gravity Falls. Oh, they keep breaking the TV. They keep getting new ones. I liked Steven with like with the art competition and how Pearls was obviously <laughs> better. It had like hair and an eye and it copied <laughs> yeah. Amethyst's pose and Peridot was just like a purple blob. But Steven puts subjective because Peridot hey. might be trying to do an abstract approach. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Peridot's uh, interpretation of Amethyst. It could be much more than skin deep. Yeah, that that was probably a schematic for what a proper for you know how proper amethyst gem looks on the inside. And what is what does Steven know about art? Who is he to judge? Well, he's trying to improve his drawing skills. So this is more of an observation than a complaint because I did actually like this episode quite a bit, as I've already said. But this was a very Nick Jr. level plot for this episode. Like there were really no twists or subversions of uh, expectations. Everything pretty um, much went exactly what you want, and you could see how this could like easily transpose to like a Nick Jr. show. No, okay, Ken, I have to disagree with you there. There was the twist at the end with with Pearl didn't win the fight. 
and how it didn't matter that she was a pro and it didn't matter that she won. It mattered that she was loved. That I, I am going to have to side with Ken on this one. This was a very, like, like how easily Steven subverted this, like, extremely crucial plot. Like, this, this, this they've just discovered this could end the world. <laughs> They're like, oh, we need to get started on this right away. And then all of a sudden, robots. We're going to build robots. (laughs) Like not 20 seconds after Steven learns one of his moms is a mass produced slave. He's like, you should build robots. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and just like it, they sort of gloss over that in the, well, not gloss over it, but they, they take it in a different direction than I thought they would. Like this is, this is a real revelation that I thought Steven would take extremely like important. Like this, this would impact him. No. It, he was like that for about 20 seconds. Yeah, just for a little while. It's like hundreds of Yeah, but months. not not the way I thought. He wasn't so much like, "Oh goodness, my my one of my mothers is like a mass produced clone." He was just like, "Oh god, millions of pearls. Millions of pearls. Homeworld must be so neat and organized." <laughs> yeah, I will concede that Pearl losing is a little bit of a subversion of expectations, a little bit, but I mean, it wasn't that important, I don't think. I kind of expected her to lose the robot fight, but then to beat Peridot's robot dismounted. No, okay, so this is my problem. Why didn't Pearl just, like, yank Peridot out of her robot and just beat the crap out of her on the ground? She obviously can take her. Why'd she just have to just punch her, just, like, grab her by the collar and yank her out of the machine, and then, like, what, she's useless, she's powerless. Because that's not what it was about. It was about Pearl showing- I know, I know. It was about robots. So I'm kind of surprised that all of you, but, but not Ken- like this episode because it's like I loved the lore drop we got but once we get into the competition I'm like eh, it's fun to watch but as a Steven Universe episode I can take it or leave it that lore drop was really really satisfying though yes oh my god it was like (laughs) it was like my cocaine yep it was it was like your crushed up peridot yeah like to see (laughs) the the hundreds of pearls flaunted back in homeworld made to order servants like made to look nice and carry your stuff for you i'm like yes yes more the very interesting thing about peridot is just how deeply ingrained they made her belief in a pearl's subservience as being it wasn't until really really late in their conversation that she realized wait a minute this pearl is actually having a mind of her own she's not just confused or trained oddly it took her a real long time to figure that out like a day yeah and it it gives us like an interesting like look into homeworld of uh not just because of the pearls but because of what peridot says of like ah a peridot with a pearl what would they say it's just such an interesting like step ladder hierarchy of just not just like these people are low these people are high but like of an actual like all right these people are here and these people are above but they're also below here and they're both and those people are above here it's 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 interesting to see which i think definitely goes uh to it it kind of stands the ground of uh how people have been saying that uh the diamonds are actually just like a social status i'm starting to see that hold more water I mean, at this point, I don't think that there's a distinction that can be made. They're either literally diamonds or they're other other gems, but it's the fact that you are this gem, therefore you are important. Was anyone impressed by how quickly Pearl and Peridot built their robots? I didn't get yeah. any sensation oh, that was of a time skip there at all. Yeah, stuff like that kind of bothers me, honestly. Like, it's not a big deal, but I do wish they just had a little bit of a time skip. Yeah. Come on. It's like MacGyver locked in a maintenance room or something. How's that? How's that trope go? I was right! Peridot did build a mech! And I hope she keeps it! I hope that's how she fights now! 
Yeah, why doesn't she just build herself a new set of lemon enhancers? She obviously has yeah. the ability. I that's, think yeah, it's a very a good point. Very Maybe good okay. Question. So I think my my theory here is that the reason that she didn't know what wheels were and a bunch of other stuff is that Earth technology is so ridiculously primitive compared to homeworld stuff that like wheels are obsolete. Like they have hover stuff or whatever. Yeah, I I did I did find that a little odd of just like how from what we know, like each civilization is founded upon the wheel, and then yeah. No, the the Mesoamerican civilizations didn't really have much of a use for the wheel. They used it on toys and nothing Oh else. my god, shut up, GC! Goodness! <laughs> you know, I was about to have that same reaction, Hunter, but then what he was saying was actually really interesting to me, so I stopped myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm GC, and I have interesting facts. Uh. See, we are an educational podcast. Our listeners learn something new every week. Okay, before anyone forgets, alright? We talked about this earlier. What? Did Garnet pull out of her popcorn? Nobody yep, yep, knows. Yep, yep. Oh my god. What the hell? What heck? was it? I thought, okay, when I first saw that, I'm like, did like a piece of rubber, rubble, rubble from rubber. the rock fall into her popcorn bag or something? No. And then like, like apparently s- people think it's like, oh, she's just like breaking the fourth wall by like teasing the audience. Ha, you thought you were going to see me eat. Well, no. And I'm like, what? That is not popcorn. Well, no, that obviously wasn't a piece of popcorn. It was, like, yellow, but it had, like, little blue kind of dots in it. It had blue and red dots on I don't... What was it? Somebody, somebody, uh, Twitter up the, the Matt Burnett. Yeah, I thought it was just a joke that I didn't understand until I was talking to you guys, and you were like, it's a mystery. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. That's the bomb they're going to use to destroy the cluster. That was the cluster. <laughs> that yeah, was the cluster. That's why this episode yeah, was Garnet so relaxed. Yeah, Garnet could have eaten it, and then thus ends the problem, but no. Turns out there was an actual huge time gap in which they took down the, cl- the cluster while Pearl and Peridot were building their robots. And uh, that was a piece of the cluster. That Garnet, That's why she was smart. She was like, oh, that was a lot more simple than we thought. Yeah, yeah, I I guess I'll tell them later. Even though I thought it was pretty by the books, I really enjoyed the ending of this episode. It was really, like, emotionally resonant to me. It was really, really sweet. And I think it really highlights, like, how Amethyst has really developed and grown as a character ever since the end of Stephen Bomb 3. I really, really enjoy her interaction with Pearl this episode. She was very supportive, very loving. I like it. So do you think we'll see the beaked wonder in Tiger Philanthropist now? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, like, dying for that. I'm, like, wrestling? Hmm? That's the thing, though, like, people are saying, like, oh, it's such an amazing character, like, build up a Pearl and Amethyst relationship. I'm like, yeah, that is very sweet to watch, but also, like, it wouldn't have worked for the whole theme of the episode for her to have been, like, her usual go-hollow Pearl attitude. Because, like, yes, true. the whole point of the episode was that Pearl is loved, and that's what matters. And, mm-hmm. like, if Amethyst had been, like, her usual uh, Amethyst self that we've seen earlier, it wouldn't have worked. So, back to the subversion we were talking about where uh, Peridot ended up winning uh, after Pearl's, like, big whole... I'm still going to kick your butt. Mm-hmm. I think that was very purposeful. That was very purposeful in the fact that I feel that if Pearl had won, it would not have been this moment of humility of just, oh, well, it's love that matters. It would have been, oh, it's it's love, but also I kicked your butt and I'm better than, it's like, it would have been a different point, mind yeah. you. It would, yeah. like, it wouldn't have just been like, oh, I'm better. It would have been like, yeah, well, I'm a, uh, just because uh, I came from these humble beginnings does not, does not mean I can't. Uh, evolved to something greater than I once was. Yeah, if Pearl took that power by force of arms, it would wouldn't wouldn't keep Peridot on the redemption track. It would just be reinforcing the homeworld way of thinking. That's the other thing that, like, this Peridot winning was also a moment for Peridot to sort of redeem herself of like to yeah. she knows she won. Like Welcome by homeworld rules, she's the superior one. 
by homeworld rules, everyone should be looking up to her for wisdom and power, but she's not on homeworld anymore. And that's, she has to stoop, like, she has to forget everything she knew about humility and power and winning and sort of, in a way, stoop down to the level of the Crystal Gems and be, you know, uh, hey, uh, that actually was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think she did figure it out, kind of. I mean, it's not just like, this is what I have to do to survive. It's like, she's starting to understand. I think with Peridot, it's going to be a slow build-up, though. Yeah, I think I think this, like, we're on the right track to seeing Peridot as, you know, a really, a really good, solid, constant character. So while we're talking about the end of the episode, there is an amusing little animation error just when... Garnet shrugs and exposes her palms to say, welcome to Earth. Her gems are on the wrong hands. Oh, oh are they now? Huh. Also, that line. Welcome to Earth? Yeah, that, that's a pretty good line. Like, I think that like perfectly encapsulates. That. Garnet said a lot in just those uh, three words. Like, she yep. she explained a lot. Oh, it was just beautiful. It was poetic. It was simple. It was good. Ah, dang it. I love the show. Hold up here. Guys, it's not just Garnet's gems that are switched. Her entire outfit is mirrored. The star should be coming from the left side of her chest. It's coming from the right. Okay, so they did mirror an earlier shot. Okay, good. And and the the light part of her suit should also be on her left, but it's not. It's on the right. Just just to throw this out there, I noticed the gems and not the big details. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've drawn Garnet and I know that the star comes from her right. Oh, we know you've drawn Garnet. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm thinking Ant- Never mind. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was like, was just, just an angry point left mute. Just, oh, that Hunter, what's he talking about? Hunter's not talking about anything. Don't go on my Tumblr. <laughs> uh, so kind of going back to how this episode kind of in a way felt like a Nick Jr. episode to me. It was a very lighthearted episode, and that makes it very fun and whatnot. And again, not a complaint, but I think it's interesting that they chose this topic, which on the face of it could have been such a serious and emotionally dragging topic. If you had told me that this episode was going to be about Peridot confronting her prejudice against like pearls being an inferior race of gems, I would have thought, especially given like how easy it is for this show to turn into a tearjerker that this episode would have been a lot more serious and emotionally confrontational than it was. And I think it's interesting that they chose for a topic like this to make it so lighthearted. Yeah, Peridot was spitting fire. I mean, where do you get off acting like your own gem? And yet it wasn't, like, awkward or uncomfortable to watch. And they, the show will, like, tackle topics much less emotionally charged than this one and make me much more uncomfortable watching. Uh, there was Absolutely. one uncomfortable scene when Peridot was handling Pearl's sash, talking about yeah. how fancy Pearl was. Pearl seemed to regard that as a violation. No, but like, oh, she must be a fancy one too. And I'm like, that, wow. Wow. So like a, like a, that like was a kind high, of like this, she, she was like a, like high up, like somebody very high up in their ladder system hierarchy was like, oh, I'm gonna get me a pearl and make it snappy. And no, that's like, her existence. It appears to be that pearls are the lowest of the gem tiers. Like, made to order. Like, if you're fancy enough, you could be like, eh, I want a pearl. Yeah, like, made to order. Like, you exist because someone said you should exist. You don't exist because you happened. You exist because we made you happen. Like, like the reason mm. that you were created was not so we could fill, like, like a stock 
of the amount of gems we need to get something done. It's because someone wanted, like, someone just made an order for a pearl. Yeah, it's not like normal slaves. It's just like <laughs> you were around and we were like, hey, you should, we're, we're going to make you work for us. It was, you weren't around and we made you so you could work for, golly! And apparently all the pearls should theoretically have the same potential as our Pearl. We, we never got any indication that there's anything special about her, except for she was encouraged to develop herself by Rose. Yep. So yep. they have an entire species held in bondage like this. Well, yeah, it appears to be like to make a gem, you have to like infuse it with sentience, which seems to be like excessive almost for a lot of the stuff that they use gems for. I, I now want Steven to go to Homeworld more than ever. Now that it's been confirmed mm -hmm. that they're a very socially rigid place, they would not like Steven at all, and not because of his mother was a rebel or anything, but just because he's a hybrid. I'll no, bet. no, no, it's because of his flip-flops. Ugh, yeah, peasant. But I, I remembered it. It was, um, there was a theory that somebody posted of, uh, like a secret ability that Steven and Rose both had that, like, no one had ever addressed, of just the innate ability to have people just follow you and care about you, like just this potent maternal miasma. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> no, I like somebody joked that Stephen's saliva considers not liking Stephen to be an illness to be cured. Uh, yep. That's yep. a funny one. That's uh, it. It may we take it as a joke, but it might hold some ground. No, it definitely could. The dude does have epic level charisma score. And like the thing is a uh, like as you said before, uh, in theory, each pearl should have the same amount of potential as our pearl have. You know, give or take for personality wise. But th just that having that like Rose was the key to Pearl learning all these things and growing beyond herself. Uh, I think that definitely shows some promise for that theory being true. Sugar said that she was inspired by One Piece, and that's definitely a thing in One Piece. Is it a thing like in One Piece? Yeah, leadership being a special ability. It's more complicated than I'm making it sound, but yeah. Did they eat a leadership fruit? <laughs> uh, no, it's like something you're born with. Oh. Hockey, it's complicated. I, I know nothing about One Piece. Same. It's really good. I've, I like it a lot. I've heard. I've heard it's really good. It's also really long. Yeah, that's, what, that's why I haven't watched it. But going back to Back to the Barn, it, we had the best ratings we've got recently. Uh, we got 1.59 million people watching this one premiere, so... That was up like 200,000 from last week. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a big improvement over the really oh. anemic ratings. And that put it at number one over Be Cool Scooby-Doo and The Amazing World of Gumball. So looking good for Steven. We're, we're getting our reruns starting starting this week. It looks like they're going to put it into the 7.30 p.m. PM time slot. Um, nice. So everybody listening to this on Monday, watch out for that. We're, we're crossing our fingers and hoping that schedule change goes through. Yeah, I'm hoping so. A lot of people have been complaining that, uh, cause a lot of them, a lot of them are in school and they don't get out of school till, what, 3.30, 4. And I mean, it, it's just two and a half hours a week right now, but you gotta believe that when those vinyl pops come out and the other merchandise comes out, they're gonna, they're gonna rerun it a bit more, so, um. Hey, uh, how many, how many hours is, uh, Teen Titans Go play in a week? <sighs> more than 50. More? Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't okay no seriously they, they will run it seven hours in one day and then we get some days where they do more i can't really give them crap for that nickelodeon nickelodeon decision. did the same thing with spongebob for like two years 
Also, Teen Titans Go is good. None yeah. of the other Cartoon Network channels do this. They they all have nice varied schedules, except for Cartoon Network India would do this with Augie and the Cockroaches until their VP of scheduling left, and he moved to Cartoon Network America now, so... Man, that is some very random international trivia there. Yeah, and what? What the heck is Augie and the Cockroaches? I only ever saw the one episode on Nick. It looks like a modern version of Tom and Jerry. Oh, let me, let me look at this. Let me look at this real quick. Yeah, that's, that, oh no, I saw, I saw, yeah, I saw like an episode of this. I only ever saw the it's one exactly episode. exactly like so. that. It, Do you think that next week's episode is going to be seeing any significant dip in views because of the leak? I very much doubt that. Uh, what's, what's next week's episode called? What's it Too called? Too far. Too far. Oh yeah, I saw the, the, I saw the minute thing for that where, uh, Peridot was naming <laughs> things. Well, a lot of people stumps. have seen a lot more than that, dude. Yeah, I know. Apparently it got, like, uh, where was it? New York Comic Con? It got leaked. Or not leaked, but, like, they showed it. Yeah, they showed it to everyone, yeah, yeah. and then, like, people filmed it and then posted it yeah, online. Yeah, and everyone had their phones out. I don't I don't see that affecting the ratings. Not in any mm-hmm. significant degree. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe yeah, 10,000 really fewer than they would get otherwise. Yeah, very, I'll be honest. Much a blip. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was going to watch the leaked episode, but I, I, I got into the intro. I'm like, I don't, I don't. The last thing I want to do is see Steven Universe through Shake Cam. But I do believe that we'll have a lot more Homeworld lore to talk about next week. We got a big drop this week, more next week, and then we're on to on to the winter break. Hopefully they'll they'll actually work on uh fighting the cluster next week instead of uh, you know, robots. Wait, so okay, so what do you think are do you think we're guaranteed to have a hiatus for the rest of the year? Rest of the year? Good god. I don't think it necessarily has to ha- has to last for the rest of the year. Last year, we got two episodes after they started the break in mid-October, one in November and one in December, so they, they might do that. Mr. Burnett deleted his tweet when he said that Too Far would be the last episode of the year, so maybe he's not sure that they're not going to give us a couple more episodes, but this is the last regular Matt Burnett week. also made his entire Twitter private. Yeah, but he did delete that specific account. Not account, tweet. That particular tweet. I don't know. I'm just hoping we get a couple more episodes because a two-month hiatus, an over-two-month hiatus would kill. Eh, we've we've lived through it all before. We have, but just, this is the year of the hiatuses. It's a hard fandom to live in. It's like, it's just like in The Matrix. There are levels of survival that we are willing to accept. But also, now that, uh, now that, now that we have, like, this little, this small area of the internet to discuss Steven Universe, uh, let's talk about that Rick and Morty finale! <laughs> okay, so you guys no, please, please, please don't ruined the ending for me because uh, I was wait, expecting you... this amazing, huge, mind-blowing thing, and then like my ex, nothing could ever live up to the expectations. In How my did mind. that not blow How your mind? How did that mind? not blow your mind? Because I was expecting it, and I'm so susceptible to spoilers. Like you tell me, wow, that twist was like amazing. I'm looking for the twist. That's all I care about. So thanks. No, it was good. It was good. I liked it. Was- it. Was, did you like it? it? Did you I like did. it? It's just not nearly as powerful as it probably should have been. Justin Rowland heard us all that day. And uh, I wrote one comment and I left. It was um uh, five out of five stars. Screw you, Justin Rowland. And I think that perfectly encapsulates how I feel about the episode. Oh, God, this was terrible. More, please. Yes, p- please. <laughs> please. I gave it five stars. I gave it five stars. Because it was a really good episode. But golly, that end with Mr. Poopy Butthole. That was mean. That was that was just cruel. That was a slap in the face. That was uncalled for. That was the, the smilingest middle finger I've ever seen. 
Can't wait for a year and a half from now. Yeah. Also, uh, I have a question. Am I, I want to know if I'm the only one who really, really, really wants a Steven Universe 30 minute long, uh, Christmas special. Well, they, they don't, don't have, have Christmas, Christmas in the Steven Universe universe. Do they not? They also have a continuity editor where Pearl brings up Halloween, but there is no Halloween. What do you mean there's no Halloween? When did she mention Halloween? Okay, in the comments, she in the comics, she said something okay, to, comics. um, uh, it's never too early to set up Halloween decorations. But then, like, someone tweeted, Matt, do, do, uh, does the universe have Christmas and Halloween? And he's like, no. What? That's lame. He also confirmed that there's no World War II. Wow, what a, what a specific thing to not have. They've changed a lot about the timeline. Remember from historical friction that the, the Americas was settled by the, by Europe much later. Yep. Well, we don't know if Dewey was the first one. He, we just know that he was the first one in Beach City. Well, he had no idea that he would ever reach land, so that gives the impression that he doesn't know what's out there. Well, he's yeah, also Dewey the Dutch, so... That's that's really lame! Come on, Matt! Give him Christmas! No, not Christmas. Halloween! Give him Christmas! Christmas is way better than Halloween. Halloween no, freaking! oh my gosh, no. Halloween is infinitely better than all other holidays combined. That is absurd. I'm gonna agree with you, but when it comes to uh, cartoon specials, Christmas specials are way better than Halloween specials. -uh. Like, come on. Christmas specials you... always have the same stupid themes to them. It was like, oh, is Santa oh, real? Stupid themes. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown was way better theme. than the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Okay, it's no, true. because Gravity Falls, we got that Summerween episode. That was an awesome episode, so I don't even know. Oh, yeah, Gravity Falls did something good. That means everything. Shut no, up, Sophia, 16, you don't know. The one, the cartoon that they called 16 that they had, they had an awesome Halloween special. Like, they I haven't did. seen that in they years, did. and I still remember it as being really awesome. Yeah, well. 16. Uh, well, My Gym Partner's a Monkey had a great Christmas special. Everyone hated that show. It I really liked show. it. It was funny. It was yeah. a great show. Well, everybody, we will see you next week on the Lunar Sea Spire. My Gym Partner <laughs> is a Monkey Fan Podcast. Until then, I'm GC13. Okay, so in case we do go on hiatus, I just want to point out that uh, the new anime season starting, and there's a show called One Punch Man. There's also a new Lupin the Third show that came out, very good, but there's a show called One Punch Man. Super excellent. Everyone should be watching it. It's fantastic. I'm Ken. One Punch Man. I'm Sophia. And and I'm something clever and rememberable, Hunter. <laughs> Later, kiddos. Leave us a review on iTunes. God, Ken. You, 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 you shill. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening. God, a uh, good health decision is not to sit in your room all day eating uh, day-old Papa John's and Dr. Pepper. Oh my God, dude, same. All right, I have day-old Papa John's in my room too. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what was the what was what was the toppings on the pizza? Oh, I just I just had cheese. Oh, well, I, just cheese. I mean, hey, li- look, look, buddy, look. Okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Look, I'm looking. Buddy. I'm looking. I'm okay. looking real hard. I'm not- <laughs> I'm not gonna order like okay if it, if I was gonna eat it in like one night 
I'm getting Hawaiian all the way, all right? That's it's Hawaiian okay. 100%. But okay. I was going to eat like three slices, put it in the fridge, eat some more slices, put it back in the fridge, eat some more slices. I I'm not going to want to reheat in the microwave pineapple and ham. That's not how you want to go. Okay. I got you. That's you acceptable. Don't heat it in the <clears throat> microwave, dude. You heat it in a toaster oven or a toaster. I don't have that kind of time, Sophia. This is pizza science we're making. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Papa John's. Papa John's. It's not a very good We're gonna get just almost taken away from you by Papa John's. <laughs> right. But no, uh. In loving memory of Hunter. OD'd on Papa John's. <laughs> oh, stop. Stop. Garnet, I'm gonna for- now you. I'm gonna forget it. Okay. Just All get right, to the so point, that- Hunter.